Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Go Be Wyoming. I'm your host, Aaron Gray, and I've got Zach on uh, via Zoom. Zach, um, we've got a lot to talk about today on the state news. Yeah, we've got a we've got a busy episode. <laughs> yeah, um, and we are recording this October 28th. This will come out November 2nd. Um, just a reminder, this will come out November 2nd, tomorrow, Tuesday. Go vote. Figure out where your, uh, you know, figure out where your voting place is um, and go vote. Now that's probably one of the most important things this year um, is make sure you go vote. Make sure you're, uh, you're educated and you know what you're voting for. Zach, you have anything to add on that? You know, you and I have been, we've done, a, I think, a good job trying to get uh, information out there for people to make up their own minds. Um, uh, it's it's upon us. It felt like it would never get here, but it's here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, finally. Finally, we're here. <laughs> just, just, get it, just get it over with at this point. Um, but uh, all right, let's jump into this. We got some cool, we've got some, I don't know, back, we got some serious stuff, and then we got some kind of like funny stuff, some cool stuff. Um, so we talked about this, I think two weeks ago, Zach, um, when the trailer got released, but CJ box is uh, big sky. Um, that's coming out next week. Um, it's probably going to be a big hit, Zach. It got over 25 million views in the first weekend. Uh, so people are probably going to go watch. Yeah, no, I'm definitely going to have to figure out what channel that's on for me. And I'm, I'll be watching that. That sounds awesome. Yeah. So we'll keep an eye on it. That's really cool. And hopefully, uh, you know, as, as Wyomingites and then you, you're up in, uh, Bozeman right now, it's like, hopefully they, you know, talk about real things, you know, kind of like in Longmire, you know, they talk about the busy bee and stuff like that. So, yeah, for sure. Um, so anyways, just wanted to hit that off. That's pretty cool. Um, we're kind of a little bit behind the eight ball because the Wyoming gun owners had a response to the secretary of state. Um, and I've got it here. I think Zach, the most important thing on their response is one, they're upset with the secretary of state, not really quoting or showing the original complaint. Um, and not addressing that they finally took action after that complaint was revised. So it made it seem like, you know, that um, just the optics of it, right? So they were upset with that was like, you didn't show the original complaint, which they would almost argue like, shouldn't have been a complaint. Um, And then, it'll be interesting because uh, their biggest their biggest attack to this complaint is the word interference um, right and, and then political speech you know and free speech um, yeah what are, what are your thoughts Zach I sent you that letter um, yeah you know I looked through that and looking at this uh, article from the I think it's from the Casper Tribune yeah um, there, it, it does sound like their biggest argument was well, you haven't told us how or what ways we violated. Sure, mm-hmm. we, we've interfered maybe, or we've run these um, these ads, but show us where we went wrong in those ads. Um, tell us, you know, because they're also coming out saying they haven't endorsed any particular candidate. They've just been, uh, you know, 
whatever it is, they're arguing you haven't told us where we violated the the law. Um, And so what was interesting was I think uh, the Cheyenne Chamber of Commerce sent into the Casper Star Tribune um, some exhibits of their their wrongdoing. So they included several fundraising emails that disparaged numerous candidates around Wyoming, uh, photocopies of political mailer boosting Senator Anthony uh, Bouchard, who founded the organization. Um, And then there's, I guess, an audio recording of a radio advertisement also boosting uh, Bouchard. Um, So again, these, these are the things that the Cheyenne Chamber of Commerce has found that they've done wrong that um, violate the the campaign law. Sure. And, and I want to go back to what you said. I think that I think that's going to be their strongest argument against the state is show us what we did wrong you know, and then, and then we'll address it, you know, they, and they weren't specific, right, right, the Secretary of State was not specific. Yeah, the Cheyenne Chamber of Commerce is claiming some stuff. However, I think what you pointed out was there was no direct endorsement, right, there was no, there, there was no money towards the, to the, to the, to the candidates, and, and really, they didn't really endorse any candidate, Um you know, I look at it as, as it as if you and I on our website, you know, let's see, we've interviewed Mark Kenner, Cyrus Western, and Bo. You know, if we just put them on there and said they're friends of the show, I think that's what the gun owners group is getting at is, well, hold on. Right. Just just because we're a group and we have, we have members, you know, and people that subscribe to our stuff, and we're just saying our opinion – on their stances and that's where this is a slippery slope and i would love to get bo cyrus and mark on this because i think it is something we need to pay it i mean it's very important if the state if the secretary of state decides we're taking this to the attorney general Mm -hmm. that's huge because i i i think this is a real big fight for first amendment because now it's um I don't know. It's scary because, like, we boost posts on our Facebook page. So now you're saying any, you know, any boost I post could be viewed as interference with political. Like, I don't know. We're we're getting to a scary realm here. Of yeah. Now I and and now don't get me wrong. I was talking to people about this. The Wyoming Gun Owners Group. I don't know Zach if you've been on it. <laughs> it's very. Take a look at it. I mean, they um, when they grade when they grade candidates like they put like a you know like a fail like you know like so it's like i mean it's that's their opinion so it's like i get it if someone's looking through the list of candidates and 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 your big issue is second amendment you know yeah you're probably influencing somebody i guess but i would again it's like it's not a finance law in my opinion um right and so anyway so we wanted to cover that because after we talked about it, they sent that response. I was like, damn, like we freaking missed that. But, um, you know, yeah. the, the, uh, double-edged sword of a podcast, you know, it can't be, uh, can't be on it all the time. Um, right. Yeah. I, I do want to add to, there's been this stigma around Wyoming politics the last four years ish, the last, you know, looking at money and politics and especially elections. Um, one of these articles that we were looking at makes a pretty bold claim that there was a lot of dark money that moved around in the 2018 election. Um, doesn't really offer any sort of 
evidence or backing to that. But um, again, I think it's, this is something that the state's going to be dealing with for a little while is this, you know, these groups, whether they're PACs or whatever, um, and who's, who's financing them. So. And, and really, I, I think the question that comes down to Zach, cause I've, I've worked with Bo in an office when he's been campaigning and he's kind of explained to me how he has to keep track of donors, right. And PACs. It, that's very strict. Like, you know, the secretary of state and the state, they ask him, right. The, the candidate or whoever wins, I need to see your financials. And he's like, okay, yeah, here you go. Um, I think the question is becoming these groups and did you give money to somebody? Now, obviously it's like, well, we could find that out if you gave money to somebody. Um, but I think it's, this is what we're talking about. And especially this is a national issue, right? Is, well, there's a group, you know, like I said, you know, go be Wyoming could fund posts on Facebook. So it's like, okay, where, where are we getting money to do that? So, yeah. um, you know, it's one of those tricky things cause it's tech, you know? And, um, so anyway, so yeah, it's, it's, it'll be interesting to see what happens to this. Um, yes. Sure. And the public perception, right? Because if the public thinks we need to change something, then there's going to be some policy changes. So, yep. Um, so, okay. Um, yeah. The governor has come out. Um, well, a couple things recently. I, I think we should talk about the Craig report. Um, if you don't know what the Craig report is, that is, make sure I say this right. Um, the consensus revenue estimating group. Um, and um, they they have finally come back out with some estimates of the state's budget and the, and the deficit we're gonna have. Mm -hmm. They were estimating probably roughly, um, if I'm doing my math right here, Zach, cause they're saying it's about 400 million under than what they estimated. And we're still at probably about 400 million short. Mm -hmm. So the original estimates were probably 800 million that we were going to be short. That estimates wrong. Yep. We're still short about 400 million. Um, so that's good. And the governor is kind of like, Hey, that is a good sign. You know, we're still obviously 400 million short, but, um, right. anyway, so that's, so kind of good, bad news. Um, right. <laughs> you know, I don't want to bring up that, state article from the Cowboy State Daily because that's a week old now compared to this Craig report. Sure. Um, so one thing I want to add in this, Zach, is I'm going to kind of jump down our list because I put them in the wrong spot. Um, so we're 400 million short still, but 400 million better than the original estimate. So good news, bad news. Um, University of Wyoming just came out and said they're they're probably going to cut um, about gosh dang dogs. Um, the University of Wyoming came out and said they're going to they're going to cut about eighty jobs or eighty positions I should say eighty positions, um, and that roughly came out to be um, what they say like uh, it was quite a bit um, of money. So they're they're overall, yeah, forty-two million budget reduction, yeah. Um, yeah. Man, those are some nice salaries. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> sorry, I just we no, bang on that. We bang on the university a lot, but there, yeah. there's probably other costs than just salaries here. But if you yeah. do 42 million divided by 80, that's half a million dollar salary. <laughs> so, um, but I think why I'm bringing this up is there was a great op-ed by the Wild File, mm-hmm. and then in the in the Buffalo Bulletin, pretty much saying there's going to have to be compromises. You know, the university is going to have to cut money. Education is going to have to cut money. The state's going to have to cut money. And potentially taxpayers are going to have to compromise on some sort of tax, you know, and, and that cringes my heart saying that, but I think we're still $400 million short. So it's, we got to, we got to, we got to do something. You know, (laughs) Yeah, you're right. That wildfire op-ed was was good. I mean, it does bring up the point of like, look, for the last, you know, 50 years, we've been enjoying the revenue that comes from natural gas and or from coal, really. Um, and coal and oil. And we, because of that, we haven't paid an income tax. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're, they bring up, you know, this idea, well, okay, it's, it might be time to do that. You know, it's time to bring this up. Um, people, they, their argument is that Wyoming, um, people in Wyoming have been spoiled. <laughs> and I mean, we have, um, but I think we've also been able, I don't know, it's hard because I don't want an income tax. Like I, I really enjoy that. Um, and, uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> right. And, 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 and that's why I said it like cringes me to say like, yeah, we might have to consider it now. I think one thing is, you know, good job by the university, about $42 million are cutting. Mm-hmm. I think we also, and I hate saying this because I went to school at University of Wyoming. I, I got I got a little bit of the Hathaway money. Now, due to how I went about it, I didn't get all of the Hathaway money. But like, that's a fund that is, you know, the state can look at and say, do we cut back on this? Um one thing that we've talked about early on is the state gave every year in the budget $10 million for out-of-state scholarships. Right there is like, well, you know, that needs to be gone. We can't do that, you know. Um, and I guarantee you there's other programs with the university that the state pays for that we honestly got to look at. Now, it's going to be hard because the university has a big lobbying poll, you know, and, and they're probably going to say, Hey, well, we already cut 42 million. Right. Well, that's great. But Hey, we just built your athletic facility. You know, the state did, we give our in-state students Hathaway money, you know, everyone's going to hurt here fellas. And right. And, and really comes down to our representatives and senators. Are you going to be able to do that? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, those op-eds are, you know, I wouldn't say we've been spoiled, but they bring up the issue of coal, right? I mean, we were leaning on coal for so long that we, we got to do something else. Right. You know, I, I agree. And we've been talking about, you know, diversification and all this stuff, and that's great. And we can really push that, but it's going to, 
we're not at the point yet where that's really starting to give us more build up our budget again, Mm -hmm. you know? So we don't have that cushion yet from these new industries coming in. Um, But I agree. I think the university takes in a lot of money. And like you said, has a lot of pull with, with the the legislature. Um, And I think the, our representatives are going to have to kind of draw a line and put their foot down a little bit more with the university. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's it, like you said, everybody's, everybody's going to be hurting. Um, so. and, and I was talking with somebody, Zach, that brought up a good point that this, this year is very important outside the budget is there's a lot of freshman representatives and senators that won. Mm-hmm. And not to say that they're not going to do a good job, but, they don't have those relationships right with the university. Um, yeah. And, and, and I wouldn't say leadership, but, you know, knowing how to navigate that stuff. So it's, it's very important to know, you, you know, uh, what's going on. And um, yep. I think a goal of ours, you and I is, you know, I may, I may be in Cheyenne trying to get the scoop on what's happening. And um, yep. so anyway, so yeah. it, that 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 little segment there was good and bad news. I I think it's yeah. a good sign that we weren't as bad as we thought we were going to be. Um, and when you consider it, we've cut just from the last budget cuts um, almost half of that uh, that shortfall that we're looking at now was cut. So I, it's you know it's still not great, but it's better than where we were. Yeah, yeah. So we'll just we'll keep an eye on it and. Um, uh, kind of changing gears. So this was cool, Zach. Um, so I know Pat Wade. He's a Niobrara, um County Commissioner, um, or he is. He's the chairman, I think. Anyways, um, good guy outside of Lusk there, and he gave me the scoop on this this fiber internet issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say this is a this is across the state issue because here at my house here in Sheridan. I'm pretty much locked in with charter spectrum due to there's no fiber on my end of town that I can pull like ACT ACT uses fiber, but there's no fiber on my end of town. Um, and then some of the wireless line of sight stuff, uh, I'm actually kind of in a draw and I'm surrounded by trees and they're like, well, it, you know, it's a line of sight. You don't have line of sight. Right. Which sucks. Cause my, sometimes my internet service sucks. Yeah. But they they almost kind of know like you can't do it you, you can't go to somebody else right and so anyways like I'm in Sheridan one of the bigger cities in the state and I have this issue so what's going on out there in Niobrara County is um, there's fiber into the city of Lusk but then outside of that there's no there's no real broadband or wireless you know to the surrounding um, you know, rural area where, you know, Pat lives about 20 miles north of Lusk and I've been out there, no service, you know, no cell phone service. Um, you know, he's got a landline and he's like, sometimes it works, you know, I, you know, it's just one of those things. So, um, super interesting stuff. So there is a company out of Gearing, Nebraska that got one of those connect America grants, which I believe is a Trump administration infrastructure bill um they're about two years in they're supposed to finish within six so he's like we'll see how that turns out if it if it becomes anything um 
really the article we're talking about is um, the Lusk Herald was talking about they attempted uh, Niobrara County, Goshen County, and Platte County tried to do a joint powers board, um, even with the National Guard camp, um, to try and get some some of that COVID money to to do a infrastructure project um, down down the state highways. Um, what they ran into, well, one the county the county attorneys, you know, you get three attorneys in a room they're going to stall out, you know? So <laughs> that was, he's like, that was probably our biggest, you know, like the attorneys couldn't agree on anything. And then um, now it was funny because I talked to him and he's like, the problem is, is the deadline, right? For the COVID funds. Right. And how it's worded from the federal government is the project has to be done on December 31st. He's like, there's no way that's going to get done by the 31st. <laughs> um, but just recently, the governor has moved some COVID funds into um, the state land board in agriculture use. I think now if we called Pat Wade, he'd say, oh, we, that could be a different avenue to get this money for some infrastructure. Um, so um, that's long-winded by me. The last thing I'd say is in talking with Bo, remember Bo talked about this, that some of the COVID money is impossible to get. Yep. And it's just sitting there. Um, and then, you know, this has probably been the number one gripe probably from the federal government anyways, is how the COVID funds were supposed to be used, you know, and Pat said he's called Cheney and Barrasso about, hey, just change it and extend it, right? So that, that you know, because then we could use it, right? Because then we could start it and get it done. Um, yep. So anyway, Zach, what's your thoughts on this? Um, sorry, that was kind of a little long-winded, but no, but I, I agree. I think, you know, like you said, our internet in, uh, in my home in Sheridan is not great. Um, you know, we have times where it just completely drops off and disconnects and we're in a new neighborhood too, you know? Um, so yeah, I think this is, this is a relevant issue. I thought just something that was interesting that stood out to me too, was they point out just the, the kind of safety concerns that go with it. Mm. Um, so, and when I first saw it, I was like, well, what kind of safety concerns have to do with internet? But when you're in that rural area, you know, if there's a fire or something and you need to get a hold of your neighbor's ranch and you can't call them with the cell phone, like, you know, you're screwed. That's, you're going to lose a bunch of property. People could get hurt. Um, you know, different kind of things like that, where you need to get a hold of your neighbor who lives a couple miles away um, and need to get a hold of them quick. So I think that that was a... Just kind of a new eye-opening thing to me too um but yeah i think again to echoing the the covid fund situation um it, we we talked about it with bo we've been talking about it just the the struggle that it is to get to it the the tiered release of it um and now we're still hearing our legislators who want to pass another covid relief are holding it back so it's uh <laughs> it's the, the typical government situation that you could expect with something like this and 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 it's not we're not trying to point fingers by any means but it's you know because i was talking to somebody here uh, the cons they own a hotel and so they've been impacted tourism wise and uh, this new this this new release of the funds can go towards tourism through ag and land, which is interesting to me. But whatever. Um, the, the meeting started late, 
to try and help these businesses like on how to how to apply for it and i'm and i'm just sitting here like that's the typical government right they don't care you know they have the money they're they're making revenue you know now at some point the governor is going to make more cuts right but you know you've got businesses sitting here like okay the call is supposed to start right now so i know how to apply and it starts late and it's like you know like you know it's like come on but and again we're not trying to point fingers but you know the state at the state level and the federal level you know there's always just red tape of you know how to get these funds um yes yeah but um yeah no you're right and pat brought that up the safety yep it's a safety thing you know um it, your example is great because they've had fires down there and yeah you it's a pretty much a community effort when there's a fire right because you you know like you said it could go over to your neighbor and so you need to tell them um you know he brought up like just the police department or the sheriff department at less yeah. you know if their if their fiber goes down okay you can't you can't call them you know like <laughs> um <laughs> and then what's scary to me is he said the national guard camp down there has problems and i'm like yeah oh that's great you know that you know if something ever catastrophic happens and we can't get a hold of our national guard like right so yeah this, this um you know and for a state like wyoming i think everywhere this is an issue so yeah um all right man i tell you what that bighorn basin man I don't know what's going on, but uh, so the city of Pinedale, um, they just got a settlement from a water testing company that did a water test two years ago uh, for it, not very much. I, I mean, I'd like to have $175,000, but um, my big question was the article didn't really say, is that what the false test cost the city? You know, never really said that. Um, I'm guessing so, right? I mean, if they settled on it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, this was a really, really convoluted kind of uh, situation. So it's yeah. it's a it sounds like this is an NDA, like non-disclosure agreement between mm -hmm. the city and this company. Um, so there was a test where they found some um, water contamination in, uh, where was it? It's in Pinedale, but the, the water that they're talking about, um, Fremont Lake. Um, right. And then it sounds like, as you read through here, a little while, a little ways down, there was like a, uh, maybe it was inaccurate. And so now, and then the company had to go bankrupt or there's a new company taking over or the parent company. It was really, I was like, okay, why, well, so why are the, why is the city getting this money to not talk about it? Yep. Um, it's interesting. I, almost, I just had a thought, like, have you watched the show Stranger Things? Uh-huh. You know, like where they have the fake body of the kid, you know, and yeah. they're, they're, they, the government like signs off those highway patrol, like, it's not like, not like anyone died, but, or I don't know, shoot, maybe somebody did die, but it's kind of like okay here's a check but don't talk about why we're giving you a check it's like okay let's be yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and so what's interesting the epa got involved with it um 
the waters the watershed study the town of pinedale was firmly convinced that the zeti labs had made an error in its initial sampling which led to an erroneous report that there were fecal coliforms in fremont lake which led to the epa ruling and significant expenditures by the town so i think the suit came about from the uh uh getting the epa involved it sounds like right from the the maybe false samples or whatever the error um that got the EPA involved, whatnot. And then the parent company, which I think is is Zeti, um ends ended up paying up that 175 to I guess cover their uh their their image or whatever it was. I I it's it's very yeah. <laughs> it's it, it's this weird yeah, it's this weird because you don't know like is it was it for like did the city of Pinedale have to clean the water or like what did it cause harm to somebody, you know? So, right. right. Interesting. But yeah. Any listeners in Pinedale reach out and tell us, I don't know. Yeah. Help clear up the, the, the mess there. We don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Wind river again. Um, <laughs> this is a wild story. Did you read this one? Yeah, this is insane. <laughs> So some some guy or a couple of people arrested, I think it was or arrested, sorry. They kidnapped two other people. But like all they did was like they locked them in the car and beat them up and then they threw them out of the car. Yeah. And it was over and it was pretty much over like having a social media fight. Yeah. Yeah, I'm baffled reading this. First of all, the the age of these people are like 30 and 40. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They kidnap these people, like tie their hands up and handcuff them inside their Suburban and just beat the heck out of them and then throw them out to just leave them stranded, handcuffed in the cold. Yeah. Well, and it's like the two people obviously ID'd them. So it's like, what, like... You didn't think there was going to be any repercussions to that? Like, what? God, can't make this stuff up, man. Yeah. What's interesting to me is their prison sentence. They're yeah. 125 months, 124 months. Um, and then the fine that they have to pay is only like four, four grand. But yeah. Um, well, in like 180 months is like 15 years. So it's like, what? You can't just say 15 years? Like what? Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then like they don't get parole, I think, right? Right. Yeah. And they're all different. And like the three people, like they're all different months too. So. Yeah. Yeah. Because some of them were aiding and abetting. Some of them were aiding. I, 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 it's crazy. But what's interesting, what people should know if they don't know or if they've forgotten, this kind of issue gets done in uh federal it's a it's yeah. a federal uh yeah. crime yeah yep kidnapping yep um, um and so and then added with that it's on the reservation too mm-hmm. it's so this is the fbi's brought in to look at it it's um they're going to federal prison <laughs> for yes yeah. like whole wind river movie you know bringing an fbi agent in and right yep um yeah, can't make that story up. And then, so we've talked about this, Zach. So the Wind River Reservation, uh, we talked about this last week, that they are now changing their tune, and they do want sports gambling. Um, Zach, I don't, 
we need to get somebody on because I, I guess I'm just not understanding because it's it's on the reservation like they can do whatever they want so like I'm confused like why do you I mean I understand that you'd want the state to legalize it in case I don't know I'm just confused because it's like I could go to Wind River and gamble like right because it's a different country you know right I think so last last week when we talked about this the um they had flip-flopped on it. At first, they were against the state legalizing it because they were worried that having the state um, access to sports betting and, and gambling across the state would decrease their own costs. Because here's the thing, on the Wind River Reservation, they don't have a tax base. The, right. the revenue comes from their casino. Yeah. So I think that's what that was their main concern. But then they saw that in that, um, I don't know, plan to, to legalize gaming, it left out sports betting. So, so the Wind River Reservation decided, okay, fine, go ahead and do that. We're going to take the sports betting on. Okay. Um, and so now that's kind of where they're at now is, is um, they're going to introduce that, that sports betting. Okay. I'm with, um, okay. I'm putting it together. I, I get, I was just reading this one. I'm like, I'm confused. Like what, why do they care? But now it's like, okay, they yeah. pushed for the state not to do it so they can do it. Yeah whatever it, it's on the res like you do whatever you want you know? sure you're on the yes yeah. you're your own country um right <laughs> and really it's I mean, like I, I know people that get they, they do like the fan duel on their phone um now it's like i'm not trying to throw those guys under the bus but it's like some people are already doing it so yeah. like and now i understand the difference right the sports gambling is like going in and betting the lines and stuff in the casino like i that's i get that but it's all online now so right um okay thanks for clearing that up. i was just getting confused i'm like why do they care what the state does because yeah no i had to go over that too from last week because i that was kind of uh, confusing me too but yeah well good for them they win so they get sports gambling and the state didn't allow it so okay um this was cool. I think this is a good idea. You know, I, I think, um, again, it's like, we got to think of ways to make revenue. Um, the state parks and ho- historic sites throughout the state, they're getting, inst- they're going to start increasing fees, um, you know, for entrance and, you know, events, I would imagine stuff like that. And that's going to, well, sorry, they haven't approved it. They're going to talk about it on the 14th. So on November 14th. So yeah. Anyways, it's, yeah, we, you got to think about it. Right. Um, for sure. And, you know, it's, it's interesting too, coming off of the heels of the, uh, great American outdoors act, which is trying to get money back into national parks and stuff like that too, to, um, you know, work on projects and stuff that are, have become backlogged. So, um, it's, uh, I mean, I guess it makes sense if your parks are starting to get nice and pretty again, or <laughs> you get new roads through there, let's up the, the fees too. So, yeah just it just makes sense um and if and if the state can make more money you know yep um we interrupt this episode of go be wyoming to remind you if you're enjoying the show enjoying what we're talking about and the people we interview please go uh, share, like, and subscribe. Anything you guys can do uh, helps us out. Uh, give us reviews, comment on our stuff. Um, it'll just help us uh, to know what we're doing well at, 
or what we need to improve on. This next segment, we like to remind you, um, this is a COVID-19 update. Um, and we just want to remind everyone, wear your mask, wash your hands. If you're feeling sick, uh, you know, stay home and, and try and be cautious of uh, other people and how they're feeling about it. Um, and let's get back to Aaron and Zach. Last thing on state news, COVID. <laughs> First disclaimer, anything Zach and I have ever said about COVID, we do not want to undermine the seriousness of the virus. And in, in no means did, did, did we mean that. It's, it is a serious thing, especially for elderly people and then people with pre-existing conditions. Yeah. Um, I think we need to put that out there right now. Zach and I have also been very big advocates of wearing a mask um and keeping distance from people that that are susceptible to getting it yeah um that being said one thing that i i hope zach and i can communicate to our listeners is one misinformation and misinformation by people that don't necessarily live in the state um for example there is a study done by the carnegie mellon university that's over in pittsburgh I don't care what they have to say. They're all the way in Pittsburgh. And one, the study was based on a survey where only 500 people responded. Get out of here. That's a waste of everyone's time. You wasted me and Zach looking at this and seeing what was the study. And, and they're trying to spin it as, you know, Wyoming people don't care about wearing the mask because that's what the survey was. No, you surveyed 500 people for their opinion and you're all the way in Pittsburgh. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you wasted your time, your professor's time, and the school's money on that. Right. That's what we don't like. And, and these people that are out of state in, insinuating that, especially young people, I think that's what they're doing, is they're getting after young people like me that are like, oh, Aaron, you don't care. It's like, no, I do care. My step-grandfather's in a nursing home. I haven't got to see him all year. Okay? My dad had a heart attack. I could not go see him in the hospital. Okay, I care. Like I get it. What's driving us nuts is, um, like for example, Cowboy State Daily Zach. We were just talking about this off air. We had a day where we had the most deaths, right? Nine deaths. That was the most we've seen, you know, in a day of deaths or whatever. Four of those were not living in Wyoming. Yeah. So that's what we're talking about is like, wait, hold on. How is that calculated then to Wyoming's deaths then? Cause they weren't living in Wyoming and almost all nine of them were not hospitalized. Right. <laughs> so yeah. what we're talking, what, what our big concern is you have to go find your information. Okay. And yes, Wyoming has seen a spike. And I think the governor this week, he has been very vocal about, we got to keep wearing our masks. We got to keep being vigilant. Um, but, you know, all these articles are saying, are stating, you know, schools and staff actually, they're probably on a decline. You know, they, they haven't seen any spikes in our school districts, you know, in our schools, um, which is great. That's awesome. Right. You know, and, and so now it's kind of like, can somebody please talk about, let's look at all these other deaths and all these other can, can people getting it. How are they getting it and where are they getting it from? 
you know. Um, and honestly, I mean, we saw in New York, this is the problem is like nursing homes. You know, how, how do you, you know, I don't, and, and there, I don't think there's an answer, right? Because right. you can't tell me you're just going to lock them all up, right? You, that, that's impossible, first off, because they, they need care. Um, so um, anyways, I'm getting on, Zach, any, any thoughts you have there off all this info we have? For this yeah. no I, I mean I agree with you we what we've been attacking or talking about is just the metric by which we're measuring these things you know which make it seem like this is worse um, like the whole state is just sick and everybody's dying you know um, we they've talked about what there's 3,000 3,300 positive cases um, in the state we've only got 77 deaths again i mean most of the most people are recovering mm -hmm. um and painting it out as you know with your headline wyoming uh i forget it but one of them was like wyoming's the worst uh maybe it's that carnegie mellon one um yeah like we're one of the worst states yeah it's like all right we're seeing a spike for sure but how bad is the spike when it's only you know are those 3,300 new cases for the day or just total for that day, there were 3,300 positive cases in the state? I don't, I don't think it's new in one day. I think this is our active, but remember we were talking last week, how are they calculating what's active and recovered? Right. Yeah. Um, Cause then like that AP article says there's 3,300 active, but then they're talking about like, now, and I get it, and I, I think it talks more about our hospitals than it does anything yeah. than us wearing masks and stuff is. They're like, there's 100 people in ICUs. Okay, well, but hold on. Like, so 3,300 have it, but only 100 are ICU. You know, and it's like, again, it's, I'm not trying to say, like, I don't care about those 100 people in the ICUs. I'm just saying, what are we measuring here? What are What are we... <laughs> It's almost, are you going to ruin Zach, you and I's future because they haven't figured this out, but guess what? They've never figured out flu. Right. So yeah. you and I have seen it. We've seen SARS. We've seen the swine flu. We've seen the bird flu. Now COVID, we see the flu every year. What all of a sudden, you know, like, and again, I understand COVID's different because it gets at it respiratorily versus other viruses. Again, I'm not downplaying the virus, but this whole like bashing Wyoming and bashing the states that are seeing spikes is wrong because I'd rather live here than live in California where the governor is telling them now you can only have three people at a Thanksgiving dinner. Yep. That is wrong. He cannot tell me, the government cannot tell me what to do. Yes. Um, so yep. I don't know. I think we're getting off base here, but <laughs> right <laughs> now I talked with a nurse here, Zach. Uh huh. And this is seeing again. It's all depends on where you're at. Sheridan County, we saw spikes two weeks ago, right? We were having hundred cases a day, right? Positive cases a day. We're on the decline now, and we only had like I'd have to look, but Sheridan in that time had like two deaths, maybe. And again, they weren't hospitalized. It was like, so what? Right. Anyways, uh, again, um, so, I, you know, Zach, anything else? 
don't want to. No, I would just say, look, wear your mask, wash your hands. Yes. Um, you know, there's no state mask mandate, but if you are comfortable or feel more comfortable wearing your mask when you go inside every place, then do it. I mean, that's what I've got to do up here in Montana. You know, just do it. Wash your hands, carry your hand sanitizer with you, disinfect, do what you got to do. Um, but I think recommending those guidelines to people instead of, like you said, having um, the government tell us how many people we can have at a, you know, our Thanksgiving dinners and, you know, telling us not to sing at our Thanksgiving dinners. It, you know, it's two sides. Yeah. And, point here. and last thing I want to say is, because I've run into some, some elderly folk up here. Um, this is what, um, I think it was Orwell, or I can't remember who it was, but, or sorry, the Jefferson quote, I will have dangerous freedom over, you know, security. And yeah. there are, you know, it's like, now, not saying that this speaks for the whole demographic of elderly people, but there are elderly folk that don't care. You know, they're 80, 90, and they're like, I don't care. I'm 80, 90 years old. Right. Like, and like you said, it's like, let, let them decide if they want to wear a mask, yep. you know, and um, you're going to, and one thing, last thing we'll say, you're going to tell me a family with an elderly person doesn't know how to take care of their family. Right. I think that's wrong. I think a family will know exactly how to handle a person in that situation. Um, so and again, it's funny, there are people out there that are like, Trump's not my president. But then it's like, he's not, he's not, he's not giving us good leadership of what to do from the federal government. And I'm like, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Um, you don't believe he's your president, but you want him to tell you more things to do. Okay. Um, but uh, anyways, that's our state news covered, covered a wide range of stuff there. Um, again, last thing on the COVID, wear a mask. Wash your hands. If you're sick, stay home. If you're around elderly people, be cautious of your distance. You know, try and not touch a lot of stuff. Um, I trust you. I trust people more than I trust the government. So yeah. that's your state news.